0: Welcome to The Workplace, a podcast by Cal Chamber. I'm Erica Frank, Cal Chamber's general counsel and executive vice president. And joining me on the podcast today is Jennifer Shaw of the Shaw Law Group. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Hi, Erica. It's great to be here. I've missed you. Well, I'm so excited to have you back because I really want to address a topic that has been top of mind for everybody, and one that I think employers will benefit hearing from you and I talk about some of the realities with. Mandating vaccines. Um, Every day we are reading and hearing more about the idea of employer mandated vaccines. And we've really seen an uptick in news reports as the Delta variant started to take hold across the country. And there's naturally a lot of confusion and concern, not only amongst the employer community, but even the employees out there as well. So I thought it would be good for us to have a real heart-to-heart discussion about what it means to mandate vaccines, what employers are permitted to do, and then, of course, how to handle those situations where the employee says, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get vaccinated, because I think that's where things get very tricky. So let's first start off, Jen, can employers mandate that their employees be vaccinated against COVID-19? Yes.
1: Yes. And it's very rare that I can give you a black and white answer to anything that is employment law related, but Y-E-S. Yes, they can. And that's why I wanted to start off with the good news first,
0: because so many times it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Now we know that there's been a big push. We know that the governor has mandated vaccine requirements Really surrounding our healthcare workers, healthcare industry, and education, but the fine, the details, or the between-the-line details is what's the alternative to vaccine, vaccinating or mandating vaccines under the governor's orders, at least.
1: Well, it's interesting. It depends on you know what order we're talking about, right? Because for a while about nine days, we had an order that said you could vaccinate or test if you're a healthcare worker. Then on August 5th, we got the order saying, no, no, you're vaccinating unless you have a religious exemption or a disability exemption. So the bottom line is, it's pretty well accepted in the medical community that the best way to prevent COVID is to vaccinate. That does not mean other methods are not helpful, like social distancing, like masking, like testing. The problem with testing, of course, is by the time somebody has tested positive, they may have already infected people. Right. So, testing is helpful, but and if you combine it with something like an N95 respirator, which does require training, etc., um, you're you're going to be near the same protection you get with vaccination, but there's nothing that touches vaccinations.
0: And one of the reasons I wanted to kick off with the governor's order, and one that I think is extremely important when we talk about mandating vaccines is unless you have a, a, a medical diagnosis or a medical condition that prohibits you from receiving the vaccine or a sincerely held religious belief. And as we know, in labor and employment vernacular, it's accommodating, providing it a reasonable accommodation. So let's talk about that, because that's where, at least from Cal Chambers' perspectives, we're receiving a lot of questions from our members about, okay, so if an employee says, I'm not getting a vaccine, can we fire them?
1: Right. So let's actually talk about how crazy the situation is. It's an exact 180 from what we normally see. Normally, we rarely see religious accommodation requests, unless it's something like for a schedule, right? I don't want to work a Saturday or I don't want to work a Sunday. Pretty rare. And the standard for religious accommodations is pretty low. All an employer has to do is say there's this de minimis, minimum sort of burden to the employer in terms of its programs or its efficiency or cost. They don't have to grant the accommodation. So with most things, we don't see a lot of religious accommodation requests. We're going to see more medical um, requests. And it's not just, of course, a medical condition. They have to have a disability. Mandatory vaccinations are flipped because it's going to be very hard for someone to show they have a medical disability that precludes them from getting vaccinated. Remember, there has to be a connection between the disability or religious belief or practice and the inability to be vaccinated, not the preference, not that it's a good idea, the inability. So we're seeing far more religious accommodation requests Because under the new mRNA technology, which really isn't new, but it's new for COVID um, delivery of these vaccinations, there aren't a lot of medical contraindications. I mean, that's the problem. So employees are going to their church, you know, Destiny Church in Rockland and getting a huge mass exemption because of their conscience. Well, not necessarily enough to prove a sincerely held religious belief. So it's a really interesting topic, Eric, because it's not what we usually see. That's
0: exactly right. And that's where it gets really concerning. And as you pointed out at the beginning, when we started to talk about this subset of our discussion, what we've normally seen with the religious accommodations is really limited to, as you mentioned, scheduling or dress and grooming practices. So now we are left with applying these guidelines that we have that really, in some respects, are, are difficult to apply in this in this situation, especially when we are seeing the large number of employees claiming a religious exemption. Now, many employers are asking, well, what kind of proof can we ask about? Can we ask for proof? And as you mentioned, there is a church local not too far from Sacramento that was publicly giving out these exemptions. What is an employer to do? A, can they ask for approve? And B, what are they to do when an employee shows them an exemption from their church?
1: It's a great question. I actually think there are three, kind of a three-step process on these religious accommodations related to mandatory vaccinations, right? This is a very narrow subset of the reasonable accommodation process. But the first thing you need to do is you need to ask the employee, I need to understand What is it about your religious belief that precludes you from being vaccinated? Remember, the the reasonable accommodation in the context of religious beliefs is that you're trying to eliminate the conflict between the religious belief and the thing that the employer is asking you to do, in this case, mandatory vaccinations. So we, we should ask right up front, what is... In your religion that makes you unable to be vaccinated. So I've reviewed about a hundred of these requests in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and things like my religion says I get to act on my conscience, and my conscience says I don't want to get a vaccination. Not gonna work. Um, my religion says I shouldn't use anything that is related to fetal tissue from aborted fetuses. Well, it's true the vaccines were tested. In some cases, on fetal tissue, but fetal tissue is not used to deliver the vaccine. You're not being injected with it. So that's a tough argument to make. Now, here's the reality we shouldn't be questioning the sincerity of somebody's religious beliefs. What we should be doing instead is say, all right, you have a, a colorable religious belief, what accommodation do you want? If they say, I just want to be tested whenever you want me to be tested and wear a mask, you know, um, I'll even wear a respirator if you provide it. Easy. Fine. You know, test twice weekly and um, at least once a week, but twice is better. um, And give them the respirator and be done. The reason this is important is in the middle of all this, we have a labor shortage. In the middle of all this, I can tell an employer, you could fire them. Well, great. A lot of good that does me when I can't even staff my restaurant long enough to have full dinner service, right? So there are factors we need to look at beyond the law in terms of, well, what actually makes sense here? What can I do as a business practice? And I think that's really
0: important. And one of the things that we lose sight of when we see these headlines about employers mandating vaccines is we don't actually go into the details of well, how are they handling those employees that are not wanting to get vaccinated? Are they offering these other options, such as the N95 masks? And as we know, we still have the COVID-19 calosha. Emergency temporary standard regs out there as yep. well that that do provide that we need to offer those N95 masks to the unvaccinated who request it. So, as easy as it is to get caught in the um, the trend of employer mandated vaccines, and I think for many employers it makes sense, and for many employers for their workplaces it makes sense. But again, there also are the realities of where we are, as you mentioned, and fighting an employee who doesn't want to get a vaccination, it may be, may not be worth your trouble. It might be more of, look, let's just figure out how we can keep you working and how we can keep this workplace safe. Now, that's not to say we're suggesting that you go against the governor's orders. Absolutely not. If the state is ordering your workplace or your industry to be vaccinated, you follow the orders and the guidelines that are afforded to you. That also includes the local health mandates. And as we've been stating all along, you know, a common theme is the norm has flipped, where our local healthcare ordinances are taking a precedent over what the state and the feds are saying, to the extent that they are exceeding or providing more protection. So it is very important for us to keep up on that. And one of the things that I've recommended in the past: have your local health department bookmarked on your website. Take a peek every once in a while, see what's changing. Um, that is really going to be your best way of staying on top of things.
1: That's absolutely right. And the other thing is, I want employers to realize this is a tough call, okay? Because you could be sued for not taking appropriate steps to protect your employees. So you can't just throw all this out the window, right? What you have to do is think about, okay, what's gonna practically work for me? And you know what? We can all do hard things. This is hard. This has been hard from the beginning. There's nothing easy about it. But if we take a deep breath, We sit down, we look at what we have, we take appropriate steps, everything's gonna work out just fine.
0: Excellent, and I think that's a great, happy, positive note for us to end on as we go into the fall of 2021, still talking about COVID-19.
1: Unbelievable.
0: I know, I I think uh, we all never expected that. Well, in any case, thank you, Jen, for joining us today. Thank you, Erica, for having me. I love this, you know. And thank you all for joining us on the workplace. Please comment, share, and subscribe to Cal Chambers podcast by visiting calchamber.com.